Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I am so honored and thrilled to be joined not only by Michael J. Russ, but also today by a special guest, Carol Collins, who is a trans channel. She is just one of the most delightful people that you will ever meet, and she has a very unique gift in the fact that this is something that's relatively new to her as of March 2019 after deep quiet meditation she became a channel for and the voice for the Yeshua collective which is um, something that is absolutely incredible and I just before we started before I welcome you both I just want to read something from one of uh, the books uh, from the Yeshua collective and it's ocular from the book ocularity of the mind and it really speaks to uh, what I believe is a gift to, to all of us. And so opening to the channel, it says, we want you not to worry about your thoughts nor your emotions in any situations, but just keep going, 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 keep going. Because when you do, you will eventually come upon one idea or a choice that feels good and then just stay there. And those words just fill my heart. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome you, Michael J. Ross, and also Carol Collins. Thank you. Hi. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that is. quote. I love that quote, by the way. And it's, and it's a funny story because that's one of the quotes where I asked them uh, in, the, in the proofreading of the book before I sent it to the publisher. I asked them, I said, do you want me to keep so many keep goings? And they said, if you would, please. It is what we said in the video. So just a, a quick note, the way the books are written is I sit in front of a video camera. They, they say, Carol, we'd like to do some, some book writing today. So I sit in front of a video camera, and I turn it on, and then they say the title of the book and the chapter. And they recite the entire chapter, and then uh, they end it with that is all or chapter complete. Usually it's chapter complete. And um, wow. and then I go back through. I auto trans. Uh, I use an auto transcription service, and then I mm-hmm. I just clean up the formatting and the punctuation. So that mm-hmm. that quote is is a funny one to me because I, I have very vivid recollection of. Do you want me to keep all of those? And I said, if you would please. But but the thing is, they explained it to me after. They said, keep going is either going forward or going backwards. Mm-hmm. You can keep going, keep going, keep going. And with with more thoughts, you know, if you get a thought that that just it doesn't quite feel good or or it's way off track, then don't sit there in it. Don't let it consume you. Just you know, push forward. Uh, what else can you think about? Can can you dive into it? Can I explain it? Pick a word and and start describing the definition of the word. Do anything you can to to shift your mind into a position to have an intuitive thought come in that'll get you off and running. And sometimes it's going backwards. Uh, this moment doesn't feel too good to me. When was the last moment that I did feel good? And it might be last week. And if a thought comes to mind, well, uh, I felt good uh, petting my cat yesterday. Then, then dive into, well, petting cats do feel good. They're very soft. And sometimes when, when, when you're in a mindset of something doesn't feel right, well, you could go into a thought that feels good, like, well, petting my cat is so nice, except for when he bites me, because the mind will not want to release the current emotion 
until you stick with a more positive emotion for long enough. And, and so push through. That's what they mean by keep going, keep going, keep going. They're like cheerleaders. I love them. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful because the last show that we did was all about letting go. We've been exploring this year um, the importance of self-love, self-worth, kindness to oneself as well as to others and how important that is. And uh, on last week's show, that's what we focused on was the ability to let go uh, so that you can allow for space for things to move forward. And I think that your story, uh, if you would just share a little bit about it uh, before the Yeshua Collective comes through, because in order for you to do what you're doing, you really had to let go of what your belief systems were. This was something that wasn't uh, you had done your whole life. And I think that that's really um just such a wonderful model for, for any of our listeners uh, that may be uh, embarking on something that seems a little bit scary or uncertain. Well, you know, sometimes sometimes life backfires on you. You know, you go forward in life and, and you think you're on a path that feels good and you think that you're doing the right thing and then, you know, the bottom falls out and you find out that you're not moving forward. And that's kind of what happened to me. It was a relationship thing that, that just took me by surprise um, and had a very tumultuous end to it. And I did what some people do. I fell apart. And I, I, I fell into depression and isolation. But I also, in, in that time frame, I found Abraham, you know, Esther Hicks and Abraham. I had never heard of channeling before. I had never looked into mediumship or I didn't know the difference between psychic and medium and I didn't, had never heard of what a channeled person was. And, um, you know, I was a regular person. I was an IT program manager for a big company and I'm, I'm just filled with network engineering and software engineering and, and things like that is what consumed my day. And then, uh, and, and then this, this change of life and trying to find some firm footing became my new focus. And I joined a group on Facebook that was all about healing the mind through manifesting positive emotions. And I was more of a, a voyeur. You know, I would go through and, and read what people were saying as, as a way of cleansing my emotions and never really posted very much. I just wanted to hear and just be engaged with something that felt healthy. And one day, mm-hmm. someone posted a video and before I knew it, I had this impulse to reach out and, and click the button. And when I did, that was the first time that I heard Abraham. And I did have an awakening in that moment. I felt, you know, the, the center of my chest, which I now know is the, the heart chakra where it meets the solar plexus, just became very warm. And I became uh, very emotional in that moment. And there was almost like something clicked. And I started listening you know, searching, and if anybody doesn't know, you can search Abraham Hicks plus a, a subject, and, and you can find a wealth of information. But there's also a frequency of non-physical beings, which is healing in itself, that comes through a channeled person. So I started listening and listening and listening, and Abraham eventually introduced me to meditation, and that's how I found meditation. And Abraham said one thing, you don't have time to not do it. And those words rang more true to me than anything I think I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I was 47, no, 48 at the time. And um, I just became consumed with doing one round of 10-minute of meditation every single day. 
And four months into it, my face began to move. And a, and a few months later, it began to move consistently in these swirling patterns. And it, it was this beautiful uh, uh, thought that kept reentering my mind. Is this the way my body receives energy? Or is it communication I'm not yet translating? And that thought came to me every single day when I thought about this face movement. Nine months into it, uh, that was March 20th, 2019, um, my face stopped just as my meditation alarm was going off. And then it immediately moved to the left, and I began um, having a different kind of face movement. And there was cursive writing in the air using my face, and it, and it was spelling words. Um, they introduced themselves. They identified themselves as my team of guides, and they began to just write in the air. Uh, in, in, in very intelligent conversation came through one way that I was receiving. They were writing. It turned out to be a chapter of a book, and then they gave me all kinds of information about pre-birth intentions for me and to be a channeled person and to be highlighted as someone that brings forth uh, not just messages from beyond, but teaching from uh, those beings that are of the higher levels of, of, of consciousness. And, and then they gave me all kinds of personal material to, to help me through what I was dealing with. Uh, so that face spelling method lasted for about two months, and then one day they just said, Carol, can we speak out loud? And, and I was having ocular experiences too, you know, conversation in the mind's eye by then, and I went mm-hmm. to say yes, and then it, they just started pouring out, and all kinds of conversations started happening that I had no awareness uh, of uh, prehand. And I heard it as it was being spoken out loud, and I was overjoyed. And I've been doing that ever since. So it's uh, four years upcoming, another week, another five days. It'll be four years <laughs> on, the, on the day. Awesome. It's, it's an anniversary wow. that I love. It's yeah. amazing. Well, we will celebrate with you. <laughs> So exciting! Absolutely. The, I, I think it's. it's just, I, go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just like <laughs> uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of blown away that the, the question that comes to my mind uh, is is uh, maybe you could because you're going to get into um, these pillars and perhaps bring Jesuit uh, through the collective through. Can you help our audience kind of? get a sense of why it's important for them to know about these pillars and then begin to apply them to themselves in their lives? Cool. Uh, you know, me personally, I say the, the pillars are something that I hope everybody grad, uh, gradually finds interesting. But along the way, one of them might feel interesting. And, and for some... It, it could be, I really want to talk to my parents. I really want to talk to my grandparents. I really want to talk to my child who's, who, you know, moved into this non-physical place that we all go to. So some people, mm-hmm. it's because of grieving that they just have this, this need or desire and they step right into pillar four. Unfoldment, into channeling. It's, it's a, an entire suite of material about advancing your abilities to communicate with those that are on the other side. And other people are just really drawn to energy work. And, and the idea of using hand positions, you know, some cultures call it mudras. Yeshua does not use that word mudra, 
but uh, but they go into all kinds of um, uh, I guess medical mediumship would be one of the ways to describe it but they do root cause analysis on behavioral analysis and physical analysis and where the emotional trauma resides in in the energy body and how it's manifesting as thoughts as behaviors and then as a physical problem and then they give all kinds of tips and techniques of, of how to get rid of it to heal yourself that's the whole art of self-healing in you know law of attraction is anybody that's trying to learn how to manifest things or just has the need and desire to be a nicer person and and have humanity and being more of a I guess humanitizing uh, the world or just being a good human and that's all how to be nice and why to be nice but that lends to self-healing because when you are a positive thinker and a nice person then it heals you and it heals other people at the same time the first pillar mm-hmm. I just find fascinating because it's everything about conscious being and that's everybody that's in this non-physical dimension or some people call it the spirit world I don't, I don't use those kind of spiritual terms but 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 that's you know the place that we all go eventually why are we having a physical life and what are all the capabilities of the of, of the subconscious mind what can we do and what did we come into this life to do you know, pre-birth invention and they talk about all of that and they go into dreams and um, you know the, the the physicality and what it what it contains and why we have emotions and how to handle them and where healing occurs in the dream states and the levels of dream states and what our minds sometimes do you know there is no time space reality but there is a time essence is how they describe it you know I'm sitting here in my sitting room and this piece of land that my house and the sitting room is on has been here forever so the human mind the subconscious part can dive into yesterday or it can dive into 50 years ago what was here 50 years ago what was a farm where I am but before that it could have been a town you know so the the subconscious Mm -hmm. mind has a way of being able to travel when you're awake and they call that astral traveling and it also has the ability to travel when you're asleep and they call that causal plane traveling and they go into those kind of things uh, when people ask about it and, and I personally find that information fascinating. And it, it, fascinating and it lends to it lends to you know where are you at any point in time and what is your passion you know the, the, the purpose of life is be here and and do what you can to get your pre-birth intentions done and maybe you get them all done maybe you get some done maybe you get none done but if you're a happy person along the way then you will have lived life fully and you will have added to the world and you would have added happiness and joy and smile faces uh, all over the world and, and and your thoughts remain and so I guess the idea here is thoughts create your life and when you mm-hmm. think with intention and you think mm-hmm. how am I doing this that's why I go back to the the quote that you said Lisa you know uh, keep going keep going keep going is find a happy thought somewhere in this memory bank that you have going backwards or going forwards there is a happy thought find it and then amplify it because happiness is what we're all wanting to manifest but happiness is also something that other people can tap into using the power of of the mind so the four pillars are 
a way of life and it's a way of teaching people how to live life on purpose and with intention. And when you blend them all together, they all add to the other, I guess is the best way I can describe mm-hmm. it. All right. I think that's, per- what, that's perfectly said. And, oh, and, and that's what I believe our, what I believe our audience needed to hear is that they're a way of living life and uh, with intention and purpose and creation. And uh, which is which is something I know I don't have to tell Lisa this. I'm into that big time at this particular point. I have been for many, many years. Um, so this these four pillars, uh, of which there are more pillars, you were saying. There are other pillars as well to be introduced. The way that they describe it is these are the four pillars. And okay. through a channeled person, they talk about one or more of them. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll use the, the Yeshua Collective teaches through me all four. But through other channeled people, they might teach one. So Esther right. Hicks and Abraham. So Abraham teaches, obviously, law of attraction. I mean, that, 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 that is yeah. the way of it with, with everything. But Abraham will answer a question on any topic. So people can mm-hmm. ask about their their abilities and and they can ask about relationships and they can ask about you know what were my intentions coming into this life what does my guide or my higher self want me to know um, how do I use the power of positivity to self heal so Abraham covers the gamut but always in the in the thread of law of attraction so it it does help to know who is who is speaking and, and what they're wanting to uh, teach. And right. I guess I have a very unique group of teachers and um, not a unique ability, but a unique group of teachers because they teach in depth on each four, each of the four pillars. And wow. uh, I love all of them. I, you know, I sometimes, <laughs> sometimes say, you know, uh, intuitive development. Oh, I love that one because there's so many things that I learn about it. And then they, then, then I have a conversation with someone about um, the consciousness. They call it the foundational material pillar one. And then I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed. I said, well, I think that one's my favorite one. And then they'll say something about the power of the mind and positivity. And then, you know, it, and then self-healing. I, I, I've got to say, I'm not sure that I have a favorite. It just depends on the conversation at the time because I love their teaching. And so uh, let's let's bring them in, if you don't mind, because I'm, I'm feeling yeah, myself sitting just, upright. And whenever oh, I no, sit upright, absolutely. it's usually a behavior absolutely. that says, we're right here. I just want to, um, and before they come in, just really quick, I just want to mention that there. this is so amazing and so beautiful. And the body of work that has been brought through you, Carol, by this collective in just such a short time includes, you know, 15 books with 20 more on the way. Um, and I would love, just I just want to mention to our audience that you can find information on the four pillars and the classes and the workshop and more about this at thepittsburghmedium.com. It's the Pittsburgh Medium. Pittsburgh with an H, medium.com. And I would encourage everybody to please uh, go there. So, yes, Carl, please, with all all intention that we would welcome the Yeshua Collective to please come through. Yeah, we're right here. So it's a little like, uh, what do you want to talk about? We love all the pillars. But, you know, Lisa, you've you've got some beautiful energy beings that are around you all the time. 
Michael, you've got a guide who is cleaning up some past life kind of things in this lifetime. So you've got some dreamscape things that happen. So you're doing a lot of work about eight-tenths of the time. You're cleaning up some past life things. Not this physical life. You're cleaning up some past life things. That's what this life is all about. So we're just going to give you, you love pillar one. Pre-birth intentions is, <laughs> is, 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 is one of the, the, the main components of why you are a physical human being. And in this lifetime, before you came into this life, you said, well, there's some things that have been they're like a hanging chad. They've been hanging out there. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull these components together. Now, on either of you, are you feeling tingles in your legs and or your cheek? Uh, definitely my cheeks and my legs. <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right. All right. Interesting question. So, yes. Yeah. In my legs. <laughs> yes. In your legs. Beautiful. So whenever we come through and we talk out loud, and that's in a class or a reading or an event, or if you just happen to be sitting in Carol's living room, when your body starts to tingle, it means listen up. This material is good for you. So we say to any of the listeners, if your body starts to tingle, then listen up because this is important for you to hear. But it's not just channeled material. When you are listening to a speaker and if your body does not tingle, well, one of two things is happening. Either clairsentience hasn't risen strongly in you for us to give you that nonverbal signal or that material is something that uh, you could just pass it by. Both mm-hmm. of you, Lisa and Michael, you both have clairsentience very strongly. So it's easy to just give you a, a little nudge and then the body lights up. We say, light them up, light them up. So pay attention to that. Because what you decided mm-hmm. to do, Michael, specifically, is to clean up some things from past lives that you personally have lived. Aggravation misunderstanding, confusion, and, 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 and being a well-rounded person helps, but learning how to communicate is one of the things that you built into this life. So, you know, you're all about how do I communicate? How do I communicate well? How do I speak with intention? How do I understand what others are saying? And how do I promote good conversation? So, you know, this this podcast, this conversation, and some other things that you've done in your lifetime, they fall perfectly. We say you're, you're squarely on the path and heading down it with, with some good momentum. Now, Lisa, for you, we've talked a little bit with you before, but we say some pre-birth for you is I need to find out what life is all about and stay true to who I think I am. That means find a passion in life and stick with it. You're doing pretty well on that. You've had some lives in the past where you bounced around a little bit, where, you know, your 20s, you you were like this, your 30s, you had a different partner, your 40s, you switched again. It was like you never felt firm footing. This lifetime, you're feeling pretty firm that you've found positivity is meaningful as just one of the threads, and that's good. There are other Thank things. You. There are other things. But we just want to Definitely appreciate it. <laughs> everyone. Yeah, very grateful. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're going to give everyone yes. just this understanding of of what are me what what are mediumship qualities. That's pillar four. But when we say light them up, we mean the tingle sensations in the body. And what it is is the Yeshua Collective. We are a body of teachers. 
and we say to the guide of that person, this information that's coming up, light them up or light her up. And it's a fun way to describe we're always in connection with your guide. Now, why do we do that? Because we want the unconscious part of you to know that we are here constantly. Your guide has different ways of communicating with you. But mm-hmm. once this, this, this physical sensations are a means of communicating non-verbally, it does not mean that dear Aunt Sally, who passed last year, is around just because when you get the tingles, you think of Aunt Sally. But if you do that often enough, we will either go get Aunt Sally or we will have to do some cleanup work when you're sleeping so that your subconscious mind does not believe that your guide is Aunt Sally. So we're always doing cleanup work. Clean up, clean up, clean up. So what do you want to talk about? You've got the pillars there, and we can bounce around between them, or we can dive into one or two. You know, I wanted to ask, because there's a beautiful um, message that you have put on on the PittsburghMedium.com site, and, and it was a message that says, is our knowing of what the world needs to know to live lives that are abundant and rich, filled with joyful expectation in the receiving of it. We want the world and all our dear readers to know we love you. We love the world. We are real. We are love. And we are wanting you to learn from us and leave the world's view behind you in favor of truth. That, that message speaks to my heart. I can't even tell you how much it makes it sing. And I would love to speak on that if that is in alignment with what you would like to speak on today. Absolutely, absolutely. Two-pronged approach. Two-pronged approach. So the first, the first thing is we speak to the ears of people. We educate you because when you understand something, then you create knowledge in your memory bank. You create knowledge. You've understood something, and now you're educated on a topic. So we want all people to learn from non-physical teachers who speak through channeled people. Carol's one of them. So yes, we want you to learn from us, and we want you to know that we love you. Now, we want to have a, a deep abiding appreciation from what we call the grid. The grid is the subconscious mind, and there's different aspects to it. Because when the subconscious mind has a deep abiding love and appreciation for your team of non-physical teachers, who step in every single day. You People call them a guide. Well, we say it's more than a guide. It's like a guardian. There's, there's many beings that step in to help you every single day. They step into life when you do, and they step out of life when you do. And when the subconscious mind, aspects one, two, and three, that those are the three that, that, that we refer to all the time, the grid structure that contains all of your memories is the grid. And the grid also has abilities. We want the grid, the abilities within the grid. When we, we'll, we'll stop for just a moment to explain something to all of you. We know how the mind works, and we know why the mind works the way it does. But when we say the mind, we don't mean your brain, dear ones. We don't mean the brain. We mean the mind of your energy field. Everything that you learn touches the energy field first, and then there's a processing method. And that processing method goes from the energy body into the physical body and enters the organ of the brain, and then you think you know something. 
but memories are contained in the energy field of you. The energy field itself contains two major parts, two major systems. The grid system, which holds memory in place, and the chakratic system, which is the communicator between the non-physical you and the physical you. Now, the non-physical you is not that part in the non-physical place. The non-physical you is the energy field that is surrounding your physical body. It's like you walk around in a bubble, and that bubble is your energy field. So you've got the grid system and the Socratic system contained in your energy field. Those three things, energy field plus grid system plus Socratic system, equal your non-physical component of this physical life. Physical body means your non-physical body. They integrate, and then here you are as a human being. When a person learns those things, then we are, are congratulating the guide for getting through to the person that these things are important. Now, hmm. power positivity and being non-physical teachers, it's what we do. But we are love. When a person finishes their physical lifetime and they step into this non-physical place, they are what we call purified of all dense, emotions, all dense emotions are purified off of that being. They're left with all memories, but no negative emotion. That means there's no negative intent. There's no negativity. There's no doubt. There's no superstition. There's no fear. There's no guilt. There's no worry. Mm-hmm. Does, does so sound pay, play a part in do sounds play a part? Yes, in, in that cleansing process. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, a tonal system of healing, and there's a tonal system of communicating. We speak in hmm. tones, and tones can vibrate in a way that it cleans and heals the emotions that a human being is feeling. And then we speak in tones that can communicate intelligence. And then we convey information. Absolutely. After a person completes their physical life, we use the same tonal system to purify the grid in what we call the transition. When they're grid, you know, this 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 non-physical component, the grid chakra system, and the energy field, it is what transverses between the non-physical place and the physical place. It is what goes back and forth. If you want to call that your soul, we say that's an an apt word for it. We would say correct. (coughs) The soul is not who you are. It is what you use to contain physical life experience, and then you bring it on home, and then you dissect it. Now, Michael, for you, you've dissected about four different lifetimes to identify what things you wanted to do in this lifetime. And mm-hmm. you took piece parts and said, I want to look at all of these and I want, to, I want to touch on a lot of different things that I've done in the past and I want to do them again and I want to do them bigger. I want to be a better communicator mostly. And you're well on your way to satisfying that pre-birth intention. Thank you. I always That's felt that was <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 my mother it's, says it's, I could talk the bark off a tree, but you know. Well, 
and 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 pre-birth intentions always show up in childhood. They always show mm-hmm. up, and sometimes there there's cold water poured on them by by parents and teachers and siblings, and then you become yeah. an altered soul. An altered soul mm-hmm. is somebody that 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 changes their personality by way of influence, and then there's the unaltered soul, and that's the one that that stays true to who you thought you wanted to be and who you meant to be. Now there's two there's two pronged approach with wanting you to love us and wanting you to know that we're real. Well, when we write those words or say those words, we are talking to you in the ears of you, but we're also talking to the soul of you. The unconscious part of you is the energy grid, and it is your unconscious or subconscious mind. So we're saying, yes, we love you both, and we want you to know that we love teaching and we would like you to love who we are and what we say because when you like the material that we present, then you become healthier, mind, body, and spirit. But we're also talking to the grid and we're asking these interior aspects to pay attention, not so much to the world around you, but pay attention to that cord of communication. And on the other end of that cord of communication is this guide team that we call a guardian. And they are the ones that can help you think a better thought. But they're also the ones that can get you on the right path or back on the right path. Love, the conduit of continuity of life. It is, we speak to the heart of you and we speak to the mind of you at the same time. Mm -hmm. So always know, always know that we love when people speak to each other. But when you hear other people talk, the inner mind learns as you learn. And somebody can say, I've had a really challenging day. And the inner mind of you says, well, I thought I was having a pretty good day and just a couple of bad moments, but I, I guess I can forget all the good parts and just amp up the bad parts. I didn't know that's what was important today, but I'll make it more important. And so it does matter what you say. It matters what you listen to. It matters what you watch. It matters a great deal because what you're taking in, you're influencing what you will become and how you will think. Day by day by day, thoughts create your reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I keep passing on to people <laughs> all the time. Good that you do. And Good that you do. Is there, it, yeah, it's it's one of those things. The... the um, the pre-birth intention aspect of it, uh, of of the, the foundational material pillar number one, I find fascinating. And I do because I get the sense that if more people had a sense of why they were here, it would give them more of a sense of purpose and direction. And can your books help people get that sense, get a sense of who they who they are so that they can be less influenced by outs, everything outside of them, the, the noise, the distraction, and the information that they're ingesting from places that they're not filtering? Well, the books can if they take them in, meaning if right. they read the book quickly, then they might not take in the right parts. Because mm-hmm. 
the books will change you. Now, there's a lot of books planned. So, yes, there's an ongoing list of 20 chapter books. And there's a list of 32 companion-sized small books that they're readable in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. And there's already several of them that have been published, but all of them align to one of the four pillars. Now, right. what the books will do is they will help someone understand that they came here for a reason and that there are pre-birth intentions and that you picked your parents, you picked your gender, and you picked the geographic location that you would be positioned in, meaning a corridor, you know, the, the eastern seaboard or the uh, Himalayas. They're two different places, and you meant to live your life in them. Whatever one you were born in, you were meant to live there. And so if you choose to move and be a world traveler, great. But always know that part of you is needing to go back home, so do that as well. Mm -hmm. But pre-birth intentions, now, they're different for everybody. But it can help somebody to know there's something about who I am and who I'm meant to be that makes me valid. A person can be quiet by nature because they stepped into this world to observe first and then choose the direction that they would go. They might Mm -hmm. sit back and observe the classroom and then quietly choose who to speak to. Now that child might get teased or made fun of because they don't raise their hand often enough. They might get marked down in their grades for not being active enough in class. Mm -hmm. So pre-birth intentions can validate someone, and we like people to know what their intentions were. Mm -hmm. But the way people categorize groups of people, girls are this, boys are this, students must be this, you know, the classroom is a terrible way to lose your identity. Yeah. Well, I said that. Because it's very, it's, very, it's, it's very grouping. It's very grouping. Mm-hmm. Very and socializing. Can lose. It, it, it is indeed. But it's also mm-hmm. anti-identityism. Right. Mm-hmm. A child that is meant to be a leader, a strong-willed person who would take charge and be a leader of people and leave a mark, well, that child might start off as a bully, might start off with not harassing tendencies, but but talkative and mm-hmm. want to have the last word, needs to be heard, and might mm-hmm. seem like someone that is attention, attention uh, deficit Getting. or yeah. someone that is, that is uh, needy in the attention department and and that child is wanting attention needing attention has to have the last word uh drones on and on when they give an answer and and might become someone that the teacher does not call on and that child might get frustrated on the inside because they feel this drive to take charge now they're taking charge prematurely because in fourth grade you're not meant to be uh, the, 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 the sole yeah, the component of the classroom. But pre-birth intentions always show up. But, you know, we'd like to get parents and 
administrators of school systems and of PTAs and, and teacher by teacher Please. so that they understand that children need to learn as a group. It's, it's efficient. <clears throat> but they step into the classroom as individuals and they step out of the classroom less and less individualized mm-hmm. and more and more right. socialized. Mm-hmm. Looking at a child and understanding that it's a person who stepped into the world on purpose and with purpose. And not all children step in for the same reason. Not all people do. But they often get categorized as too loud, too noisy, too talkative, or too shy, or too smart, or too dumb. And and then they move on, and then their peers are no longer their peers. And then they subjugate, and they subterfuge, and they sabotage, and then you become somebody that doesn't know who you're meant meant to be in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want more people to stay true to who they wanted to be. Yeah, right? but how can you become I, good little citizens in society otherwise? <laughs> you know, I was <clears throat> just going to mention, I think that, and that's what's so uh, amazing and, and just a wonderful opportunity to work with the, the Yeshua Collective because there is the Yeshua Center for Intuitive Studies, and and, uh, you offer ongoing workshops and classes. And actually, on March 28th, um, from 7 to 8 p.m., there is going to be a self-healing open house. And I would encourage any of our audience members here on PRNFM uh, that listen to Connect to Love to please um, you know, go on the pittsburghmedium.com website and look for that information and sign up for that self-healing open house because it can awesome. open doorways that you never thought possible. Um, just the instructions, the guidance, the validation of your purpose, um, what it is that you have gotten disconnected from except from exactly that, from Perhaps it was in in school or a teacher or another student that maybe uh, caused you to question your self worth or that you are loved. And I I just I wanted just to mention that that was, again is on on March 28th from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and and you can find out about it on the Pittsburgh Medium. Uh, Dot com and I just now and go ahead Michael because I just I just wanted to mention that real quick because I I think it's so important um, so many of us have have gotten disconnected and I did want to mention one other thing because I find it so fascinating and and it's the actually the title of the book is the ocularity of the mind and that it's interior sight. And I'd love to hear because that is, and that was a very specific um, channeling that that it was to be the ocularity of the mind. I was wondering if Yeshua, uh, that you could comment about what ocularity is. All of the clairs wrapped together equal ocularity. So when when people embark upon mediumship. Their mind has to be trained. So when we talk about the subconscious mind, this grid structure, there's three components to it. Aspect one, two, and three. Aspect one is the data collector of life. Looks out in the world, forward and backward, 
and collects information, everything you see, everything you watch, everything you hear, everything you taste, everything you smell, everything you touch is data. And aspect one takes it all in. Aspect one also has the opportunity to collect information from this cord that is tethered to the non-physical dimension. We like when the aspects have an opportunity to be trained, and that happens in silent meditation. There's many forms of meditation, and they all heal the emotions. They create emotional balance, and that's always good. Silent methods of meditation create an opportunity for those three aspects of your subconscious mind to communicate in unison, but also to favor this cord between the dimensions. There's healing and there's conversation that's coming through that cord. Aspect three is the producer of life experience based on what aspect one has taken in. So when we say thoughts create your reality, it's the thoughts that aspect one has accumulated. It's a quantity-based system. If you have a home and you live in the same home, and your mother had wallpaper in the living room and dining room and all of the bedrooms, then your mind is taken in wallpaper, 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 <laughs> consistently. Mm-hmm. Now, based on what else you have learned about wallpaper, your mind will either favor wallpaper or it won't. So you might have children in other homes and they all have wallpaper your mind believe it or not will favor wallpaper as long as conversation in all of those homes were pleasing if there was arguing and fighting in all of those homes you might not like wallpaper just because it was on the walls in rooms where you heard a lot of arguments now if all of your friends if all of your friends do not have wallpaper and yours is different. You might favor the wallpaper if you have a strong association with your mother. Or, or, or. There's many different variables. But no matter what, aspect one is taking in data every single day, every single day, every single day. What your eyes land on, what your ears hear, what your hands and feet touch, and that includes your elbows and your cheek and every other part of your skin. What your body touches is taken in as data in your nose and your mouth as well. That data adds up, and that's what we call accumulation. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have the most of must be reproduced in your life in some kind of similar way. So you grow up and you have your own home, and you either want to wallpaper or you despise it. Or you like television shows that have wallpaper in the background. Or maybe you like (laughs) lines because a lot of wallpaper has stripes, stripes and flowers in between, but it's patterns. You might just become somebody who enjoys patterns and you have uh, rows and rows of things that are patterned. You like your books all neatly piled instead instead of in disarray. Believe it or not, that can come from having striped and patterned wallpaper because your eyes see pattern, 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 pattern. You might become very logical. 
So the way aspect three produces or reproduces your life experience, it's not by accident and it's not by chance, but it's also not identical. So you might favor wallpaper and you might favor not as a one-to-one match of I like it, I like it not on the subject of wallpaper. But you might see patterns, row upon row of things. So look about your bookshelves. Look about your cabinets. Are you scattered or are you not? Mm-hmm. We can identify for you. So don't go diving and try to analyze yourself to too far of a degree where you create frustration. But we can do that <laughs> for you. And it's just a fun thing. It's just a fun thing to do. But, but everything, that aspect, sure everything that aspect one takes in must reproduce itself in your life experience in some kind of similar way based on all of the accumulation. So it's many to one. Now, you've got an aspect two, and that aspect two is dormant your whole life. It's like a treasure chest or a present on the inside that's unopened. That treasure chest is the translator for your high-level guide. So when we talk about the guardian, it's a a group of beings, high-level beings, that have formed together to guide you and challenge you and clean you up and straighten you out and put you on your life's path. And they walk this life with you. That tethering between your non-physical body and the non-physical dimension is tethered to the high guide. And so they're walking around with you your whole life. You just don't know it. Your entire guardian Uh, set of beings is walking around with you your whole life. So this aspect two, so you've got number one is the data collector, and it collects from the world. It also has the opportunity to collect through this tethering mechanism. So it collects, 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 gathers, categorizes, files away, adds quantity, and keeps track of. Aspect three produces life experience to you based on what number one is accumulated. So they're in cahoots, one and three, one and three, one and three, one and three all the time. And number two is like this little sleepy fellow who just doesn't feel like getting out of bed. It's like like a, a present, all wrapped up, just waiting for the right moment to open. That's the awakening. When aspect two opens, then people start having intuitive synchronicities. They start looking into metaphysical things. Now they can look into Mm. metaphysical bad things and they can look into metaphysical good things. There are a lot of things with spell binding and spell works and, uh, you know, evil this and evil that and Satan this and Satan that. Well, in, in, a, in a very strange way, their awakening has begun just off to a bad start. We try to clean that up and offer them mm-hmm. alternatives. Constantly. We're constantly asking the mind to get on a good track, right track, good track, right track, solid track, move forward on the solid track. Now, <laughs> it can be aspect frustrating. two, yeah, aspect two is, is a little like Groundhog, mm. you know, Groundhog's Day, Groundhog's Day. So you got this sleepy little groundhog, and it's all tucked in its little nest, all tucked away, and it's having a nice winter's nap. Winter's nap is your whole life. Now, you can 
nudge it and prod it to open up in silent meditation. And it will, and it'll poke its nose out, and then you start having some ocular sensations, physical sensations, or maybe every once in a while you hear a voice that you know is not yours. Sometimes people see things in the room and they know, they try to blink it away and it's still there. That is interior mind's eye sight showing up immaturely. It's supposed to be produced in the mind's eye, but sometimes that little groundhog of an aspect too just does an oops and it produces it out in the room. It's not supposed to be there. It's supposed to be in the mind's eye, but that's that's when aspect two is still yawning and stretching and saying, I don't really remember where I am, but yeah, I'll produce something that's out there. Now, <laughs> you know, that groundhog, it either, it either comes out of the, the nest and stays topside and then just begins to do what it knows how to do, be a groundhog, or it's a sleepy fellow and it just goes right back into the nest. So sometimes people have a very strong awakening and that's when that groundhog happily climbs out of the nest and just says hey hello world i'm glad to meet you i'm ready to get started and it knows that it's a groundhog and it does all the groundhog things perfectly but sometimes that little aspect too that we're using the analogy of a groundhog sometimes it pokes its head out and it says uh yep not time for me to wake up and it goes right back into the nest now how does it know? It depends on the vibration within the energy field. If the vibration within the energy field is too dense, it will not wake up. That's why longer rounds of meditation and joy, 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 joy. That's why we always talk about pillar two, law of attraction. Be happy, be happy, be happy. Find the bright side, look on the bright side, make it up if you have to because you can alter the vibration of your energy field and when you alter it in a positive trajectory then aspect two will do this little look and see and checking the vibration and if the vibration is soft enough it opens the hatch and produces itself now it is masterful and it makes no errors when it is fully awake but it makes a lot of errors in translating before it is fully awake. Now, there are some people that build into pre-birth intention to have this second aspect awaken fully, no matter what, and then it does. Carol was like that, and many mm. other uh, top-level channeled people are just like that. It's pre-birth intention. So don't ever judge yourself if you're taking a long time for this aspect, too, to wake up. But also recognize that... You can supplement happy thoughts, clean the grid. Positive expectation cleans the grid. Silent meditation cleans the grid. Joyful association with people cleans the grid. Happy television cleans the grid. Nonviolent is what we mean. Nonviolent happy books cleans the grid. Reminiscent joy cleans the grid. We have one student, and, 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 and she's on her way to being 64. And she remembers as a child playing Spirograph with her friends. It was a fun thing. They would all do it and do it and do it and do it. Uh, Paper Dolls was another one. So in her 60s, she went out and bought Spirograph, keeps it on the counter, and it helps keep the grid clean. That's what we call reminiscent joy. Mm, We want everybody that's, that's 
we want everybody that's considered in their elder years, elderly, but the elder years, we want them all to have some kind of reminiscent joy in eyes and ears of them. It will help them soothe the vibration that's within them, and then their passing will be swift and easy. Doesn't make it come sooner. In fact, it can prolong it. It can prolong physical life just by having reminiscent joy. So what was your favorite toy? What was your favorite game? Was it a yo-yo? Was it a skateboard? For Carol, it was the game Pit. Now, that has a story all on its own because, because the funny thing is uh, we teach. When we teach and we teach and we teach. We teach the depth of Edgar Casey, and we teach the substance of Jane Roberts in the style of Esther Hicks. And here's the um, things manifest sometimes because of law of attraction. What, what aspect one takes in, aspect three must produce. But sometimes we influence what one has. And Pit, the little card game Pit is one of those things. Now, that card game was designed by none other than Edgar Casey. Wow. That's an association that, that we gave Carolyn. So she had this game in mind her entire adulthood. 30 years she had that game on her mind because of the orange bell, the orange bell, the orange bell. And then we brought that idea back to her not that long ago, and she purchased it because we talk about reminiscent joy. And we said, now read the whole box and read the instructions. And finally, all the way on the last page was the inventor, Edgar Casey. It's amazing. There there are coincidences in this lifetime, and then there are synchronicities. That's a synchronicity. But reminiscent joy is something that cleans the grid, cleans the grid, cleans the grid. Now, when we say the grid, we mean aspect one, two, and three in that part of the energy field. Because when there is a softer vibration in your energy, not now people say, you know, raise your vibration, raise your vibration. We say soften your vibration. And then aspect two wakes up fully, and then you are a perfect translator for your high guide. And that's how it works. Mediumship mimics all five of the human physical senses. Intuition, sixth sense. Ocularity and beyond, which is any of the channeled abilities, seventh and eighth sense. That's how we teach it, and we love this conversation. We do know that I could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I know we're, our time seems to always just disappear. And I, <laughs> disappear. If it, we would, I think that, you know, this would, if it's possible, we'd love to have you back and continue this conversation. I'm not sure when your schedule will permit, but I know that Michael has a myriad of questions, as do I. And I'm sure our, well, our mean, audience members. Go ahead, Michael. I agree. No, no, I'm 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 at a, at a point right now where I've I've I'm fascinated is is where I am right now. I'm I'm totally fascinated uh, to the point where I, I I'm going to hook up with uh, Carol to have a have a uh, one-on-one uh, with uh, the Jeshua Collective, uh, and that would be that would be really really I think amazing. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got a couple of questions, like, <laughs> but yeah. we do it yeah, so, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we're running out of time. But I was going to say, so for anybody that would be interested in a private reading, you can find out about that on the PittsburghMedium.com. You can also find her, the books uh, as well as the workshops and the classes, as well as a plethora of other information. Um, and I do want to mention again, you have the a really amazing, unique opportunity that the Yeshua Collective uh, just brought forth, I believe, yesterday, that on March 28th, there's going to be a free open house um, from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, self-healing. And that is uh, just incredible. I, I can't mm-hmm. even uh, begin to express how amazing uh, the, the classes are. And I would encourage everybody to, to look to that and um, and I'm just so grateful to both Carol and the Yeshua Collective for making the time to join us here. Uh, it's it's you know we're it, this show is all about our connection to love and and I couldn't think of anything more that fills my heart and I'm sure I speak for you, Michael, the same um, to know that truly we are uh, connected with such a beautiful uh, guidance. Uh, from uh, and that we are not so far off and, and I, I just I hope that it touches your hearts as well um, for all of you who take the time to listen to us and uh, Carol Yeshua uh, is there anything in closing that you would like to, to add to, uh, to our audience well I just like to say the the, the open house for self-healing is a live virtual event on zoom so there is a um, uh, an opportunity to join classes there's an unfoldment into channeling and there's also the art of self-healing they're ongoing classes not a certification and i personally group them in sets of 12. most of my students take them again and again and again and and so it's it's not a a 12-week repeat they're ongoing classes there's a monthly online live virtual opportunity to ask Yeshua your favorite question. And uh, that's that's coming up. Uh, uh, March is on the 16th. April, I think, is on the 13th. Um, it's all on my website. Now, I also do readings every day of the week, except for Sunday. So check out my website, T-H-E, Pittsburgh, with an H, medium.com, thepittsburghmedium.com. And um, uh, all my socials are the Pittsburgh Medium. So please do one thing. Like follow and subscribe there's a thing called monetization and there's also something called uh, we want information to get out into the world and I love what Yeshua teaches and it's really one of the benefits is when they teach I get to learn it and so I know what they teach and I know how valuable it is and uh, you know sometimes social media bases what they put out there for people to see on how many likes and follows and subscribers yeah, right. you have Ridiculous. so please do uh, subscribe to this podcast because it's a beautiful one and and then if you would any viewers like follow and subscribe on any of my socials and I, I appreciate all of you and I've loved being here and yes absolutely bring me back again and again <laughs> absolutely and thank you so thank much you. Uh, enjoy a beautiful and blessed day thank you